reason why I did this project is because I feel like I owe something to graffiti and it's always been so fun. When I traced their throw-ups, I was almost shaky. I was nervous. Welcome to episode 59 of Toy Division. This episode is with the creator of a very epic poster that's recently gone on sale that has tons of current day Sydney throw-ups on it. It's really fucking good. So check it out. The place to buy it, the big cartel is in the show notes. And I'd also like to give a shout out to a magazine slash fanzine, whatever the term is, all the way from Scotland, from Glasgow called Pizza Boy. And they kindly sent me a copy of it and I rate it. Well, I've actually had two copies for free and fucking rate it. So check out pizzaboyuk.bigcartel.com. That's pizzaboyuk.bigcartel.com. I'll also put that in the show notes. And enough of me um, randomly suggesting people send me magazines for props, but please do, or books. However, I will not accept dick pics for props. Please enjoy. Okay, so I am recording and this is another time zone difference. So it's 6.20 a.m. on Monday morning here because I forgot about the time um, changes. So I thought it was going to be 7 a.m. And then I realized last night, shit, I'm going to have to get up at about quarter to six. So it's an early one, but you're in the UK at the moment. Where are you in the UK? I'm in London, actually. Sunny London. Yeah. Sunny London. Actually, today was the first sunny day, so let's hope more of that coming. Oh, it literally was sunny, which I know, having lived in the UK for 30-ish years, as soon as the sun comes out, everyone's got their shirts off, the parks are packed. I don't know if that's the same with the COVID stuff, but it's always Mm. nice to get some of that sunlight. So yeah, yeah, it's we've communicated uh, via the Instagram, and you've got a really interesting project which I wanted to kind of chat with you about. Before before we get into the creative project, mm. can you give kind of like a brief overview of how and when you got involved in graffiti writing or the graffiti culture? No, yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, I guess I, I started writing around 97 and I was um, just like bombing and and doing pieces, run-ups and stuff. Um, And then um, around 98, I met some of the guys from OSF, mainly um, Zombie, Kero, those guys. And we just um, started chatting and, you know, became friends. And at some point, Zombie was like, um, you know, bro, if you do 100 fielding throw-ups in one night, uh, you know, you, you can you can start putting up OSF. So so I did it. It was fun. Uh, I, I write germs. And, you know, we had a car, basically went up and down the, all the lines all night, probably around, about eight hours. Um, yeah, did that, became an OSF member, enjoyed that. Um, went around solo a lot of the times, uh, most of the panels and stuff, not many that I've done, but the ones that I have done uh, were with the crew. Um, yeah, you know, I was kind of doing all sorts of stuff. I was doing 
a lot of rooftops in the city at the time. They were all virgin. There was nothing really done. That was really fun, hopping up and down roofs, climbing up things, going into buildings during during business hours, waiting, hiding in the building, waiting for everyone to leave, then entering rooftops through lift rooms and stuff like that. Lots of kind of very long um, missions to kind of hit particular spots. They're all covered now, by the way. They all had many layers of paint on them by different writers. Few, yeah, so I was doing kind of mainly mainly throw-ups. So because of the kind of initiation, I kind of really got into throw-ups. I think it kind of stuck with me. And in the project I want to talk about, you know, is a throw-up throw up project. But yeah, so I kind of start around 2005, 2000 and late 2005, I left Sydney. And I haven't, I haven't been back since, only just trips here and there to see friends and family and stuff. But, um, you know, so I had a short stint. It wasn't a long stint in Sydney. It was very memorable for me, though I did things I enjoyed. <laughs> um, I met a lot of friends, got, in, got into the scene. But, um, yeah, so it's a kind of an inside-outside relationship. You know, I'm still kind of well-connected with my crew. I met a lot of people on this new project, um, but I'm far away, you know, geographically, um, yeah. So that's an interesting one because I hadn't realized until we started, we'd been liaising a little bit on the Instagram and then you're like, I'm in on London time. I was like, whoa, whoa, hang on a sec. What? There's someone in London who has a knowledge of Sydney throw ups. And now it's pretty simple. It's like, yeah, I, you, I started writing in Sydney and I'm still connected and I've put this stuff together. And, you know, so there's some of the international listeners that may listen to this because I know from people from various parts of the world, which again, still blows me away. It's, it's almost like I don't understand that the internet is worldwide, which is just a mark on me being a bit stupid at times. But, you know, some of those names that you said and OSF crew as well in Sydney, that is a, historically, that is a very, very well-known crew in Sydney. And most people that I know that maybe grew up in Sydney or know Sydney way more than I did, know the people in those crew or in that crew but the interesting thing is is that um it's still going so that's i guess mm. that's all we'll say <laughs> we'll say it's still going so it is still yeah, yeah. a well and there is there is a lot of things that people can find if they want to put the um the energy into it so yeah. you you segued very well um into talking mm. about so we're going to call it a creative project because it is a creative project so yeah can you explain with a bit more kind of depth or you know because mm. you did kind of brush over it but can you explain what that creative project is yeah i can give you the basically the precursor for this project so before i left in 2004 i made a tag poster a sydney tag poster and um you know at the time i was like a student very limited funds um i i went and printed about I think about 40 of these posters and put them in a shop called um, Next Level Records. They sold in a day. I think wow. people told people and then they went or two days, maybe I can't remember, one or two, it was a weekend. And um, so basically the idea there was that, and we're talking early 2000s, you know, I didn't have a digital camera. I didn't have a, a, a you know mobile phone with a camera on it and stuff like that. So at the time I was walking around the streets with an analog camera taking photographs of tags you know getting all those 
all my own photos, then printing those pictures, scanning them, digitizing them, and um, laying out this poster, which was at the time, you know, it's the same concept that it's not, I'm trying to be unbiased, you know, it's not about who's toy, who's king. It's like whoever's up, who's in, whoever's in your, you know, in your vision, in, you know, where you look around the city um, is going to be on that poster. And, and the idea was really a moment in time, you know, that's kind of like, collect the photos very quickly. It can't be a long-term project because it's about this slice in time. Um, you know, produce the, you know, get the outlines of the, of the tags, draw it up, lay it out and pump it out as soon as possible. So it's not, you know, things change a lot in graffiti. People come, go, writers pass away, new things come up, all sorts of stuff. So it's really about kind of capturing that moment. That was 2004. And then 2005, six, I left. Just, you know, I got talking to my crew about a year and a half ago, again, through Insta Instagram and stuff. And then I got inspired to do this particular project. Also 2020 was a funky year. So I thought, you know, let's do, um, let's do a throw up project, you know, just whoever's up. And of course you miss people, you know, you can't really get everyone. You try your best, but you know, ones you can't get a hand on, forget people who, perhaps uh, you know, don't want to be in the project and get all sorts of stuff. A lot of, a lot of politics in graph as well. So, yeah. so anyway, in this project, yeah, I can tell you more about that. In this project, um, it was very different. You know, I sat, I used Instagram mainly, you know, I, where possible, I can contacted writers. I, I got submissions from them. I asked, their, I asked them to ask their friends. Um, you know, there's some great, great uh, Instagram, um, uh, accounts, you know, you name it. There's so many. Um, there's the, um, you know, Super Nintendo Charmers, Sydney Beef, you name it. There's some interesting <laughs> people collecting stuff there. And I got in touch with a lot of those guys. A lot of people were fact-checking for me. Thanks to everyone, everyone who supported that. You know, because I'm far, you know, I don't know if, if a particular writer is Melbourne, come up for the weekend and bomb Sydney and left back to Melbourne. All these submissions were coming in. I had to just make sure um, they're legit, they're fact-checked. And so it was a kind of a big, big effort, actually. Most of it coming from my side, but really it wouldn't have been possible with um, all the other writers um, and enthusiasts out there who kind of, um, you know, gave me the gave me the go ahead on on some of the kind of submissions and stuff um so yeah so it was a moment in time throw ups i think overall on that page the the, the poster is uh, 50 centimeters by 70 centimeters so without making them too small i think now there are about 183 throw ups on there so a little reference to taki 183 um, nice, I, nice. I, I could have could have fit more in there, but it was just could have been too small. I had to kind of, you know. Anyway, so big poster, just hit with throw ups. Um, you know, again, it's about who's up, you know, and who I hopefully haven't missed in the process. I'm not trying to make kind of a judgment, you know. You know, gra graffiti is a scene, you know. It's not an individual. It's not one perspective. It's full of full of differences. Uh, so I really try to capture that in this project. Well, that's actually 
really interesting to find out all the finer details because I've actually got it on my screen now and I'm not being rude and looking through Instagram, but I'm looking at some of the names on there and it's a very, <laughs> it's, it's very accurate. I have to say there's a lot of names on there that, and I actually do have a mate who is featured and he did, uh, cause I sent him a photo and I was like, mate, how did you get on this? And he's like, I don't fucking know, but I'm really happy that I'm on there. That's really positive. And I was like, mm -hmm. that's, that's a good sign. And like you say, like that you were obviously having, and the fact that you were fact checking, that you were communicating with people. I think that's really good because I guess from a, a far away distance, it would be quite easy to think, oh, okay, um, this person's up, this person's up, but actually fact checking and some of those Instagram mm. accounts that you've mentioned is a really good idea. And I really like the fact that you've tried to keep it as political, politically free or, <laughs> you know, but you did say you had more to say on that. So did you want to expand yeah. a bit on? Yeah, yeah, I can go a little bit onto that. Of yeah. course, of course, you know, so you have, um, first of all, um, well, you know, there are so many, there are so many, when I was making this, I was warned, I was warned by reputable people that look careful, mate, you know, people have tried this stuff before, you know, they had to shut down their accounts and stuff like that. It was like, you know, I was warned that I thought, okay, fuck it, I'm going to give it a shot, man. You know, like this is, this is, uh, I'm not trying to big anyone up in this project. I'm just trying to kind of, you know, present almost like a wall that hasn't been buffed and it can't be buffed. You know, I released it on graffiti removal day. So it was kind of this idea that good timing, you know, once, once this kind of, as this kind of history is kind of part of it is being erased on this particular day, I released something that cannot be buffed. You know, it's a kind of a, it's an artifact that, that remains inside and, and for the people who appreciate it. But um, on about the politics, I guess, without getting too much, I won't get into any details, but you know, there were obviously um, individuals that didn't want to be on it, which I completely respected, of course. There were people who didn't want to be next to particular people, <laughs> which I thought was really interesting. Um, and um, there's some existing beef, you know, and I made sure I kind of strategically placed some people. Um, and, you know, that's there's some secrets, the kind of little tricks in the in the poster. If you're kind of if you're involved in any of those politics, you'd probably notice it. And if you're not, then you wouldn't. So there's that aspect of it. And um, yeah, I think I think that's without, you know, also there's a there's a hierarchy and there's an up and a down you know there's a kind of uh you know if a poster's kind of vertical then i try to dissolve that and you know just mix it up really and 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 it was really it you know it was trying to keep it random but also considered somehow as a layout as as layout goes yeah well i guess doing it on the graffiti removal day i don't know mm -hmm. if that was the one where the internet kind of broke itself by a certain person yeah that's the one yeah so i guess that may have been helpful f for the project because it it was almost like the internet imploded on itself about the sydney scene on that day yeah. i won't go too deeply into it but i think anyone that's used instagram or the internet and knows about graffiti would know what was happening at that point and this is why i wanted to talk to you actually because i just I just think it's so difficult to keep people happy because people are like, no, I'm not going mm. next to that person. I don't want to be there. I don't want to be next to this person. Yeah. You're like, I've got hundreds of throw ups here and mm. I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get them all organized and looking yeah, yeah. organized. And then you've got someone saying, no, you need to move that. You need to change that. You need to move that. Yeah. You need to change that. Did you get to a point where you're like, look, 
this is it now. This is it. This is for done. sure. For sure. For sure. For sure. I mean, I, 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 I had to. I had to. I was, re I was re reaching a deadline, and you know, this project. I just want to kind of um, just say that this project obviously started with an idea I knew was going to get potentially messy, potentially dirty. Uh, luckily, it didn't get too messy or too dirty, but it did take a lot of time. It took, you know, over three months of, of a lot of work, you know, almost daily collecting things. Each one of those, each one of those throw ups had been traced by hand. I mean, I used Illustrator for this. I want to, we can talk technical a little bit later as well, if yeah. you prefer. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of, it was a lot of time involved in that. Then, then, I mean, we could, yeah, let's, we, curious what you got to ask on the next question but i can save all the technical stuff <laughs> yeah well i mean that's the thing is i know that many many writers and people in general that listen to this creative people now mm. one of the things which i found really interesting is is that people seem to really enjoy the technical side of things whether that's about using mm. software whether it's actually about painting i've had quite a few people message mm. saying could you make toy division like a like a mentoring thing where you show people how to paint and at first i was like oh, fucking learn how to do it yourself and i thought well maybe that's just mm -hmm. an old school mentality but how did you actually go about creating the, so you've talked about the background process of you know liaising with people trying to work out who's up who's not who's Hmm. going to not be happy next to this person and that person but you know what type of software did you use and yeah what because you're saying it's a poster so we'll just i'll yeah. just keep that question split up so what software did you use okay okay cool so um first of all uh, technically it starts with images so i get i collect images i have submissions i steal some i you know where possible get permission like i said before and you know just kind of go about getting getting that kind of massive um yeah just just a basically a, a bucket full of images i have many many folders full of images of, of throw-ups basically those images are often taken on an angle so those have to be kind of perspective corrected first and foremost um have to be a contrast needs to be high enough for me to be able to trace them so once all the images are individually corrected then uh, generally for perspective i then bring them into illustrator adobe illustrator and use a hand kind of vector tool and uh, draw each one of those um, throw-ups um, trace them sorry trace each one and it's really interesting because there's a great amount of responsibility when you do that. You know, if you're, it's, it's actually extremely sensitive because if you're tracing somebody else's work, you better do a good, they better not notice it basically. It has to be so good that they think it's their own because, you know, if you have the responsibility to do that and you do it in a dodgy way or you add your flair or something, that's, that's, a, that's a no, no, you know, you're kind of, you're breaching. Um, so especially the case, you know, it was really important to include writers who had passed away in the last few years. And there are a number of those guys on the poster. And that, that was a kind of a dedication, a way to kind of immortalize them. And um, especially the case when I traced their throw ups, I was almost shaky. I was nervous, basically, to kind of make sure it's 
true, very, very true to their to their to their hand styles or, or their kind of you know letter form. So, um, so once I once I did all that um, individually, I, I had a kind of a system of kind of alphabetically organizing. There's a lot of back you know backstory behind all that kind of managing your files and all that business. But then all the throw ups were traced. Um, I was doing about five a day, maybe, on top of all the other work I do and all, everything else. Yeah, because you've got nothing else to do other than... <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. Um, and then, uh, yeah, and then laid it out. The layout process was really interesting because you want to create something that doesn't look too formal, you know, there's a kind of a messiness to it, but it's not too messy. Things are kind of almost jigsawed next to each other. So you've got to optimize on space so you don't get big gaps of like hollow whiteness around things. So, yeah, that was a really long process. You know, I had to kind of revisit that six, seven times before I was happy with it. And then you get the late submission and you got to squeeze that person in between others and move everyone around. So it was it was quite a quite a quite a, um, a tricky one to lay it out. And then once it was all laid out, I um, then I got kind of started talking to printers and I'm going to I can tell you a little bit about that, you know, please. do. Um, yeah. yeah. So the printers uh, have to kind of, uh, you know, make sure this is understood that these these posters are hand printed. They're not digital prints. They're hand printed. They're silkscreen printed. They're silkscreen printed in in Australia by, you know, a very good bespoke printer. So um it, it, you know, these are these are artifacts. The first tag posters I made were digital prints. I had no money. I wanted to kind of, you know, do something and I did it. This time around, I invested in this project. I wanted to create something that was, uh, you know, honorable as an, as an artifact. Um, it's an important document, I think. You know, graffiti is becoming so uh, digital and ephemeral, you know, magazines are dropping off then you don't get as many things are expensive so i thought you know like you know try to capture something and, and make something that people may want to you know hang on their wall and, and keep so it's um it's a high quality object it's hand produced in australia and um yeah so the the, I, the idea was to give these files to the printer from these uh laid out images they made the screens and um, you know, throughout the process, I've been updating on Instagram uh, little videos of the of the printing process to kind of keep everyone up to date about how it's going. You know, had a lot of people uh, buying on the pre pre orders, which was really helpful, uh, covering some of the costs to start with. Um, yeah, so it's been oops, it's been really it's been really um, really quite a process. And you know, being in London and liaising with printers in Australia trying to make sure, you know, silk screening is a very, very physical, you know, material kind of practice. So you want to be there, you want to smell it, you want to kind of see it. So I'm doing all I can to kind of make sure and trusting the printer also is really important. So, you know, to make sure that, that it comes out as, as I want it without actually being there. So, yeah, which is, that's a, good which, is a, which is a, which is a tough one because people know there's the time difference. But yeah. I think yeah. until you've lived in a completely different time zone, and I'll, I'll speak from personal experience, I'm not having anywhere on the level of 
hand screen printing or liaising with people that hand screen printing for me. But the original time I was meant to speak to you on the, the, a couple of days ago, I'd gone out and got really drunk the night before, woke up half an hour after we were meant to talk. I was like, holy shit. Because for some reason I thought that 7am would be a good time to get up on a Saturday. So <laughs> that time difference and that dedication. Um, there yeah. is also, I, I've seen... I mean, it looks amazing. I'm, I've, I've, I've actually been really interested in it and I'm going to be buying one. But I guess the pre-orders, great idea. I did the similar thing with the Toy Division t-shirts and it just made that process so much better. And I guess that's an a, a idea I'd give to anybody that's thinking up a creative process or creative project. You can do mm. pre-orders. You can do it where you can set up, say, a big cartel and you can actually get people to pay you money for a product product or a project to actually get it off the ground because mm. sometimes it's really difficult to drum up loads of money for something which hasn't actually been sure. crea created yet so i also mm. seen there's a couple of different versions of the poster yeah 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 so so i think I, what i wanted to do was to um first of all i didn't want to print many i printed 40 of the tag ones in 2004 mm-hmm and I kind of stuck with that number, but I multiplied it by four different versions. So I did four different editions, 40 prints each. Yep. And um, so there is a kind there, there, I'll go through them. So three of them are on white paper and one is on black paper. So the white paper, you have fluoro yellow with a kind of scarlet red, fluoro yellow fill with scarlet red outline and shadow. And then there is a light pink with scarlet red outline and shadows, both on white paper. And then you get the kind of classic metallic chrome feel with black um, uh, shadow and outline. That's on white paper as well. So they're the kind of, they're those three. And then there's the other one, uh, which is, they're just hollows. So it's like white ink on black paper. And this is all archival paper. So it's, it's meant to last, you know, decades. Um, now, what's really interesting about the fourth one, which is, you know, quite minimal, actually, you just get the kind of hollow, hollow throw ups on, on black paper. What's really interesting is that, and this is great when you work with, you know, dedicated printers, the printer, the printer suggested, he goes, um, what do you think about slipping in five glow in the dark prints? You know, just just off his own back, he was happy to kind of. I think he enjoyed the project and happy to um, do a do a kind of a glow in the dark. So five of those forty are glow in the dark. Actually, I haven't told anyone yet. I was hoping they'll kind of slip out. You know, some people get surprised and and then kind of post it and stuff. I've, I've, I've cats out of the bag now, so I have to kind of promote it properly. But yeah, that was quite cool. That's quite fun. That's nice to have a little surprise snuck in yeah, there. And yeah. I'm actually looking at the Instagram right now. I said, I've not, I don't, I'm not just been scrolling, but I'm looking at it and the quality of it just looks amazing. And mm. I really like the variations in the color. I'm already all the colorways, as you might say. And I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm just, and I'm thinking now, which one am I going to buy? Which one? <laughs> I, Cause I really like them all. I really like the, the classic silver kind of grayish sort of color mm. with the out, cause that's a classic. And then they're like the yellowish sort of color. And then you've got the, pink and then you've mm. got the I'm like maybe I'll just buy all four but then my my wife would be like why the f are you spending this much on more graffiti yeah. stuff let me, let me tell you something I mean I appreciate that and I think you know people have bought all four and I know you know they 
our collectors or whatever. Mm. I just want to say that they're not cheap. They're 120 pounds free delivery in 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 Australia. So, 120 dollars, you know, I think. Sorry, 120 dollars. Yeah, people will go, what British pounds? But yeah, sorry, okay. Karen. Sorry, sorry. 100. So it's it's you know I I know that as an object, as as a, as a piece of paper, as you might call it, mm. it's not um you know it's it's not yeah five quid five dollars ten dollars twenty dollars it's not like that it's not meant to be it's a it's it's really it's really an artifact and everyone anyone who knows hand print hand printing would understand this and also low number editions when you get prints done in short short small numbers then you end up paying more per per print so what's also happened is and i think i just want to stress this that people have written to me a number of people have written to me and um you know they want to put make me put one on hold they want um they can't afford it and stuff like that and every situation i've managed to uh, figure something out so especially especially if someone's on that poster if anyone's on that poster and genuinely can't kind of you know afford it then i i always manage to uh you know figure something out financially or with time and stuff like that so it's not i much prefer if it goes to you know, it's, it goes to the people that really appreciate it and not show it off uh, as kind of the cool graffiti, you know, street yeah. art thing. It's really for, and, and I, you know, that, that's for me, most important thing is that, you know, in 20, 30 years time, people, you know, still point to it and talk about it. And, and it still has relevance because those people who own it were involved in the culture. I think the thing is for me, and most people that would have listened to this podcast know I'm a complete graffiti mega nerd. And <laughs> I have been, as I said, I've brought it up on the screen and then I've been looking at it and I'm like, oh, I didn't know that person was on there. Oh, I know that person. Oh, shout out to that person. Uh, I think it's I think it's a great um, way of capturing. And like you said, it's a moment in time where a graffiti scene, not just Sydney, you know, you're in London at the moment, you know what the London scene can be like. It can be very kind of insular and people don't really want to like give other people props. And it's it can very often be kind of like, no, I'm not putting that fucking person on there. I don't want that person on there. But there's, and I think what I want to say is I think it's such a great product. And, you know, if people go, oh, $120, that's nothing. Think about it like this, everyone. That's the kind of shit you'd spend on some really crap drugs in one night and this uh -huh. for me as a framed thing on my wall would look amazing so you've mentioned that there's uh, correct me if i'm wrong so you've got there's been 40 of each colorway printer so that's quite a few mm. and you can talk about this if you if you want or not how has the reaction been has there been a lot of people mm. snapping things up or has it kind of been in waves of yeah. interest yes you know of course what happens is um those who are really keen on the project get in early yeah. and and as a consequence, they get the kind of lower numbers on the edition, you know, they get mm. the kind of, it starts from one and goes up. And if you pre-order, then you get the earlier one. So, you know, on that level, that's really important. Um, people, yeah, I've sold, I've sold more than half of them already. Wow. So I think it's good to state that. Um, and they're kind of coming in, you know, some people who have showed interest early, I'm starting to hear back from and stuff like that. Um, what else can I talk about? Yeah, yeah, I think, um, yeah, the idea is really to also to kind of wrap it up. You know, it's, it's. I don't want it to drag on. I want it to kind of, and also you can't do this kind of project too, too uh, you can't do it too often, you know, because 
you need kind of radical changes. It's really interesting. It took 17 years between these two posters. And most of the, I mean, most of the people on that poster I've never met, you know, or, or even kind of, you know, there's so many, uh, especially that's given I'm doing this from overseas, you know, but and I haven't been around and Sydney. But so it was really interesting to see the massive shift in the in the scene naturally, you know. So you can't, I don't think you can do this project in the next five years because, well, it's going to be the same. Maybe two people are going to change on the poster. I don't know. <laughs> have so. you had, and I mean, this is the, the big question. Have you had anybody doing the typical, like, graph thing where they're like what you're capitalizing oh you're sure. this is toy what the fuck is this that real yeah, kind of yeah. oh, how dare you've spent yeah. hours and hours and months doing this off your own back how dare you ask anyone for any money about this yeah hey look i think i think it's a really uh, of course of course it's um i mean I, I left the comments there are a couple of comments in the instagram and i think i really welcome any any thoughts on the project i'm trying to learn about it myself but I think what's really, really important is that, um, first of all, it's a valid question. I think I would, I would kind of, depending on the nature of the project, I would ask it. It is, it is making money off a scene, um, but I want to kind of uh, stress why, why I think that's uh, ethical. <laughs> and um, uh, first of all, let's think about graffiti magazines. They exist. They exist because of the same concept. Right? A lot of the images that go into mags and graffiti mags, websites and stuff are just kind of, um, you know, their submissions and some of them are just taken. So the whole economy of, you know, let's call, if you want to call it capitalizing or at least kind of um, having some kind of model is, I mean, graffiti depends on graffiti. You know, you have to have, you have to have material. So in that case, it's nothing new. It's nothing new. Like a, a graffiti magazine and a poster are, are basically doing the same thing. Um, what's important is that, um, yeah, with with the with the whole kind of, if if people want to um, see this as a uh, first, sorry, let me go back. If I wanted to make money, and I really wouldn't like consider writers to be my uh, customers, you know, I'd probably go. <laughs> I'd probably yeah. try to agreed. try to make it agreed. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so if it was if it was a kind of a profit project, then I'd be looking at a very different market sector. Trust me. Um, and yeah, so it does it does have to kind of cover my cost. It does have to, you know, give me a little bit something at the end. Um, but you know, in, in return, I'm, I'm, I think I'm offering something that, you know at least some people have shown great appreciation for it's it's a it's a it's a historic artifact and like i said there's 17 years in between you know that's also not a very good business model so every 17 years you make a few few dollars so i mean yeah i, I can't say much more about that it's um i think uh, what i'm trying to do is offer something which is a lot more valuable you know something that um has a place in in the history of, of a scene which I love, which I'm not really so much a part of, or not not a part of at all, actually. Like physically, I'm not on the walls in Sydney. There are some throw-ups and uh, and um, rooftops and still st stuff that still remain from 15 years ago. But 
besides that, you know, my mates put me up sometimes next to their pieces, but you know, I'm doing this from a distance. It's really, it's really a dedication to 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 a to a scene and, and people that I've that I love and met, you know, and I've met so many people in this process as well. So many people. And that was been that's been really great, you know, like just submissions, chatting to people, meeting people, all on Instagram. You know, it's 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 a um that's been a really interesting um interesting process as well kind of byproduct of the of the project i guess and also there, there's such a typical thing in graffiti where people are so quick to just slate people just super quick i was mm. fucking toy this is a fucking toy oh that podcast i got a direct message from someone a while ago where it was like yo tell more chase stories sick of this mental health stuff and i was just like yeah. what do you want me to say about that like <laughs> yeah, yeah. um uh cool thanks thanks for the feedback and i get people often and mm. like oh well you know you just want to make money out of this and blah, blah, blah. and it's like yeah but the amount of work that you put into something the amount mm. of time and effort that you put into it weirdly enough you deserve to get some money back for it and it like you're saying graffiti writers are not the most how can i put it you're not going to make tons of money making a print that's aimed at yeah. writers it's not and I think people can get really myopic about it and really mm. kind of, but then you, you can just break that down. Like you said, magazines, books, graffiti stores. Oh, you're trying to make graffiti. You're trying to make money out of the graffiti scene because you exactly. run a graffiti store. And it's like, maybe just think about the context behind this. And I think often mm. people don't really get that someone may have actually been involved in this scene way before they were and actually yeah. for a lot of the people that are very reactive they can be still in that period of time when they're quite young and quite ready to jump down someone's mm. throat without understanding context and maybe someone's yeah. actually I mean, I've been there I've, I've been there i've been there and i think you know also also you know you have you know very purist older writers who, who have a very particular perspective. And I think, you know, where I, I try to respect respect that because, you know, graffiti for me, and the reason why I did this project is because I feel like I owe something to graffiti. You know, it's always been so fun. You know, it was for me, it's like, you know, it was that like creative social acrobatics. I had everything. It was like, you know, I could do creative stuff. It was social. I jumped over many things, you know, I ran very fast in the process. It's like, you know, it's also like a kind of, it's romantic, it's, it's a crime thriller, you know, it's got everything. It's like, you know, tragedy, jealousy, love, hate, fear, crime, whatever. So, you know, a part of my growing up was dedication to this. And and um, and, and I feel it's, it's it's an important thing. And it's, it's a very important part of, um, uh, for me, my my character. And I, and, and I really felt like I wanted to kind of give back something, uh, even from a distance. So it's a it's a little attempt it's um and, and i hope it kind of uh you know decorates some walls and and becomes a kind of talking point for many many years to come amongst many writers new generations you know people who have passed away um there, there's there's a lot there that that i think is meaningful um and uh, yeah that's 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 what's kind of been driving it and graffiti is one of those things where you know the buff can be hard in a city and very quickly mm. people forget about certain writers and you know if they've passed away mm. or you know there's a couple of people in there that i've seen i think you know one of my mates that's in there is currently in jail and stuff like that and actually mm. having it where you know someone's acknowledging that time and that effort that people are actually yeah. putting into it because again it's this whole thing of like oh well you know but it's like people 
put that time, that effort, that dedication into it. So I guess for people that are listening to this, they might be like, this sounds fucking great. Where can people pick up a poster? Where can they buy one from? Yeah, thanks so much for, I'm glad you're asking all these questions. I'm the worst at this stuff. So (laughs) uh, just one other thing before I forget, I just wanted to say that the, um, the writers on that poster are active or, you know, recently active writers. I, I wanted to kind of, uh, I, I just want to say that before I forget, because there are so many writers in in, in Sydney historically, in the, and it wasn't a plan to cover everyone. It was like, who leading up to 2020 was was active and still is perhaps. And, and that's the kind of, I bracketed that um, time, time frame. So, you know, that, that's really important to mention because, you know, people may say, well, what about this king and this legend and this person, you know, from, from 20, 30 years ago? I'm like, well, it, it's, it's really a kind of a time capsule about the now. But yeah, going back to um, availability, I've just put a small link in my uh, Instagram. It's GE underscore OSF. Um, GE underscore OSF and it's just a big cartel shop we've got um, yeah I think in the next five days uh, we're starting to post you know post things out so hopefully um, people who purchase things or, or posters sorry will be able to have them within the two three weeks uh, which I, which I promised I think that's still going to happen so yeah big cartel shop in my Instagram Instagram is GE underscore OSF and I will be putting these links in the show notes for this episode oh. so that if you're, if it's anything like me, when I'm trying to like write stuff down and I keep rewinding a podcast and then it, someone goes, it's in the show notes and you just go, oh, I can't just scroll down. There it oh, is. Man. You're very, you're very, very good. You're like, you're organized. <laughs> Maybe very in this organized. context, in general life, probably not. Um, so that's, so I guess we've, we've gone through and you know, I just think that it's such a great project and I'm actually after we finish this call I'm actually going to go and buy one myself because I've been wait- I've been I've been looking at it for ages and now we've spoken about it it's got me so g'd up about it I'm like fuck it I'm buying one right now so oh wicked thanks so much man I can't say thank you enough for taking the time to explain and go through the project and mm. what the, I guess the aim from my perspective was mm giving people a bit of a background or an understanding, not necessarily about the person, but the project and the complexity of how long it takes. Because people often take things for granted. They're like, now, nah, now, nah. I had someone message me a while ago, why have you stopped doing the episodes? I need one every week. And I'm like, all right, cool, yeah. I get that. But I do have other stuff that I'm yeah. doing. And it's. I, I just really like giving kudos to people that spend that time and that energy Mm. putting something together and like you said it's not a market of people that are super profitable graffiti writers because they'll pay the minimal amount as possible no i mean fair enough i think i think um yeah it it i I appreciate your acknowledgement It, it did take a lot of time it was there were moments where i was getting submissions by email phone call whatsapp Instagram and I just couldn't keep track of where things were but finally I did it was really consuming me at some point and um and it you know it had I had to go through that doing this project by myself I had to kind of go through all that and and yeah I'm happy with the uh, the outcome I must say I think 
I managed to do what I want to do and and I think uh, people are appreciating that so I think that's really important as well so if anyone is looking to buy this I'm actually looking at the big cartel now so if you want to go directly it's sid so s-y-d throwups.bigcartel.com but I will be putting the link in the show notes so that if anyone's trying to rewind and scribble it down you'll have a direct link so look in the show notes and um, I can't say thank you enough all the way from London and um I normally give people an opportunity to do some shout outs at the end. Did you want to give anyone a shout out in case they end up listening? Ooh, yeah, yeah. Quick shout out to OSF in general. Space has been very kind and very helpful with his time. Um, Kush, all those people who did the pre-orders. Um, and yeah, really, there were a lot of people, a lot of people who supported me along the way, all the people fact checking, all the people putting the great content together in the in the Instagram um, portals, let's say. Um, so, yeah, and yourself as well, you know, thanks so much for taking the time. I really, really think, um, you know, it was it was a great way to unfold the project. I never really thought about it. You know, I just kind of did it. And then this is my first chance to actually reflect and think about it. So thank you for that. No worries. Well, on that note, I'm just going to stop recording. So that's episode 59 done and dusted. Thanks so much to today's guest. It was really interesting and it got me super hyped up about throw ups um, because there's a ton of throw ups on that poster and throw ups fucking rule. Tags rule, throw ups rule. Intricate wild style pieces. Yeah, cool. But tags and throw ups all day every day anyway please subscribe if you're listening to this on itunes share with your mates that's the way that the word is spreading i know this it's on so many different platforms but if you could just spread um the toy division thing to other people um, there's people that i think they're listening that aren't writers because often we're talking about mental health physical health emotional health all that type of stuff and um if you use itunes give us a five star review that would be great Anyway, I hope everyone's doing well. I know the world's been pretty crazy or we've perceived it as crazy. But just remember, you're not alone. There is people that give a fuck about you. And Toy Division is here to save the day, as if. Anyway, enough of my ramblings. Peace out, Toy Division.